Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mr. Reeves Universal, and I'm Jamie, Mr. Reeves himself. Still dealing with the losses of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and more recently, George Floyd. Trying to get justice for these people and their families. Let's get it. What's up? This is Mr. Reeves Universal once again, and I'm Jamie, Mr. Reeves himself. Uh, it's still fresh in our minds. It's still fresh in our hearts. I got uh, supremely upset today over various for various reasons. I mean, the George Floyd murder is still, you know, paramount right now because it's the most recent and it's you know the most hurtful and the mo most inhumane i mean they are they are all inhumane but when you sit there and watch somebody ignore a man pleading for his life ignore the bystanders the witnesses pleading for this man's life and you literally know that you you are taking his life because i'm pretty sure that Derek Chauvin knew he was taking his life because after further examination of that video clip, as horrific as it, as it was, you can see him moving as, you know, as if to apply additional pressure. And he probably probably had his hand in his pocket to apply additional pressure to push down further on his thigh to apply more pressure. And these four officers I mean, they lost their jobs, but this man lost his life. And more recently, they said that it was because he gave them a counterfeit $20 bill. Now, let's keep it real. We've all had counterfeit money at one point in time in, this, in, in, in our lives. I've gotten counterfeit money from the bank, taking it back. I'm like, hey, I tried to spend this on when they say, said it wasn't real. It happens. Everybody has had some at some point in time in their life had counterfeit money. The man shouldn't have lost his life for her. He shouldn't have lost his life for that. It's and even and there's been additional footage where they, they show no resistance from George Floyd. And even if there were was resistance, he was subdued. He was in under control. Why that man felt the need to do what he did to George Floyd is beyond me. And I mean, I, I bet it's beyond quite a few, it's, it's beyond everybody. What happened to Breonna Taylor is beyond me. You show up at the wrong apartment, looking for somebody that was already in custody. You don't knock, you barge in, no announcements without identifying yourself as a police officer. And you come in shooting. Not only you shoot through the door, you shoot through the window. You don't know what you're shooting at, you're just shooting. Somebody needs to be held accountable for that. Somebody needs to be held accountable for George Floyd. 
and Ahmaud Arbery. Same situation. What gives you the right to pursue someone, even if you thought he did commit a crime? What gives you that right? Who made you judge and jury? And in all three cases, execute executioner. You know, it's 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 rough, and there's so much civil unrest going on in Minneapolis and St. Paul right now over George Floyd's murder. And I don't condone it, but I understand it. I mean, reactions like that only makes things worse. But when you go throughout your entire existence as a person of color, as a black person, as a Hispanic person, as an indigenous person in this country, your entire existence of being mistreated and nobody being held accountable for it. Unfortunately, this is the cliche reaction. Because somebody has to be held accountable. Somebody and people need to vent their anger and frustration. And and unfortunately, this is usually the way that they do it. I mean, looting. I mean, protesting is one thing. Looting and robbing and burning your own community is another. But I get it. I mean, I first saw the George Floyd video on Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day. And it's still so fresh in my mind. I am still furious. I am so furious. And it, and it's and it's and it's just being compounded with other with, you know with other shit. Cuz also today I I today was the first time I heard Brianna Taylor's boyfriend's 911 call and it broke my fucking heart. I haven't I haven't recovered from that. So I understand the frustration. I understand these people's lives have been taken. And up until this point nobody has been held accountable and I'm and I may have it wrong but I'm of the understanding that the DA Mike Freeman has said he has yet to see evidence where any of these officers should be arrested at all. He, he, he apparently he doesn't see any negligence. But that's okay because the court of public opinion sees the negligence. And right now they're sitting outside of Derek Chauvin's house. They've been out there since last night. And last night when they showed up to protest in front of his house, guess what? The, guess what? Guess what greeted them? Over 75 Minneapolis police officers standing in front of this house guarding this man. Nobody made any attempts to go into his house or to harm him physically. They just wanted to protest in front of his house. And there were 75 cops sitting out there. And my question, my immediate question was, did they show any of that concern when that man was choking the life out of George Floyd? I seriously doubt it because two of them helped him do it and one stood guard as he did it. Derek Chauvin had his knee on his neck. Thomas Lane and Alexander Kuhn, J. Alexander Kuhn, were the other two police officers with the knee in his back and the other one was holding his legs. And two towels stood watch and kept the, and kept the crowd back. 
And as this man is pleading for his life, literally ignored it. You can put you can put any spin on it that you want as far as Derek Chauvin taking his life. That he didn't oh he didn't do anything to take his life, but he goddamn sure didn't do anything to save it. After this man pled for his life, tell saying he couldn't breathe, calling for his mother who was had recently passed away. This man ignored all of that. He ignored his humanity, plain and simply. And that just goes to show you there is so much evil in this world. And, and, and let's keep it real. You're not born that way. You're not born that way. Children of different demographics and different cultures, they play together. They don't they don't care about their political party. They don't care about the color of the skin of the child that's across them. They just want to just just want to play. They instinctively bond with each other. You have to be taught to be this evil. And the look on Derek Chauvin's face is priceless. That that just tells the entire story. The look on Derek Chauvin's face is the black plight in America. Because so many in so many situations, in so many situations, I can't talk right now. In so many situations and instances, when we cry for help, we get that same look. That that that's what stares us back in the face. The look that was on Derek Chauvin's face. And we're so inclusive. You know, we love everybody. You know, they cart cart out a white Jesus and tell you, hey, this is what Jesus looks like. You know, that's a that's that's a God complex. Cause you know, when you when you tell people that this is what God looks like and their depiction of God looks like them. That's a subconscious. That's that's a mind game that they play. So you subconsciously look at them as God. Then they then they pass laws and legislation to put you in a position where you need everything from them. You got to look to them for everything. Oh, please make college affordable. Oh, please let 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 us uh have decent de decent pay. Please let us in the union. They make everything, they put everything that you need in a position where you have to ask them for it. How is that independence? And a few that and a few of us that slip through the cracks for whatever reason. You know, they immediately they immediately try to bring them on to their cause. They use them as overseers for us. You know? It's been going on since forever. When I was a kid, my father, it was a uh there was a congressman or a senator congressman named JC Watts. You know, my father hated this man. Cause he said every time the Republican Party wants to wants to do something to, to 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 make people make the black community think that they're not against them, they roll J.C. Watts out there. You know, 
maybe he's come to some type of revelation because lately he's he's trying to start a black news network i i believe he's already started it it's a black news ne network because he felt like black people were depicted in the media derogatorily no shit that was going on when you were speaking on behalf of the people that created that depiction so maybe he's had a change of heart maybe he's uh come around <clears throat> but now we have candace owens oh and she and it it, it is so sad to hear her talk because you because you know it is clearly a store-bought comp commentary and you know it's sad and i wish i knew how much they paid her for her soul because i would start a gofundme to buy it back because she's a intelligent well-spoken woman but she has definitely been bought and sold you know but it's you know uh sean king freedom fighter sean king he is he is that dude he had a a podcast a few years ago a couple years maybe one or two years ago about uh being an abolitionist and it's like it's to the point that we have to be that we have to turn into that we have to become that it's not about social justice any anymore we have to form together to abolish these this legislation and these laws that continue to keep us enslaved we're still slaves i mean they, they just replace real slavery with another form of slavery mass incarceration is slavery neighborhoods being over policed is slavery and we need to get together to abolish this and i'm i've said it before i i said it again we need a new political party because at this point racism has no political party i mean yeah on the surface we tend to believe that the republican party is a racist party and they give you no reason not to believe that i mean with all the you know legislation against black and brown people and voter suppression and all this stuff they are a majority racist party but on the democratic side you got the dixiecrats too i mean initially the democratic party was the racist party it just morphed into the republican party over time you know i can't really tell you why maybe it's because of the south the south situation the 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 union and the confederacy because you know i spent quite a bit of time in south carolina growing up and i can tell you it's real it's real out there in these southern states especially for black people but what i'm saying is we need a we need our own political party we need to start being mindful of the things that we need for us and even if it's a situation where we have to take this into our own hands maybe we do need to be separate from everybody else maybe we do need to you know only patronize black businesses only pay and, and, and let me take out the maybe we need to only patronize black businesses we need to only patronize black institutes of education 
educational institutions. <laughs> yeah, that sound better. You know, that's what we need to do. All these athletes, all these, you know, intelligent people going to MIT, giving giving MIT and, 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 and Harvard and Duke your money, getting scholarships and going to their universities. Maybe we should only patronize our universities. All these athletes, go play ball at Howard. Go play ball at Morehouse. Guess what? You don't have to play at Duke. You don't have to play at North Carolina. You don't have to play at these, you know, historic, these schools where, for the most part, you are a very small part of that school as far as population. I mean, if you're an athlete, you're bringing in the money. Football, basketball. You know how much money the NCAA makes off of college football and college basketball? College basketball, the NCAA tournament is one month. They make billions in one month. Guess what? If you go to these other schools, if you go to Howard, if you go to Morehouse, if you go to Spelman, guess what else is going to go there? The cameras are going to go there too. The money is going to go there too. So we have all these historic HBCU, um, these black universities starving for money. Guess what to stop that? Your, your participation in your people's educational institutions. You know, maybe in a, in a perfect world, if we could just secede from America and go somewhere else, find our own land. You know, we have enough, we got enough intelligence to build anything. I mean, shit, we invented majority of the shit in this country in the first place. I mean, just think about it. Do you know how many ideas and inventions that Thomas Edison stole from black people? I mean, he stole shit from Benjamin Banneker. Cause you know, back then, black people couldn't file for a patent. Why do you think Thomas Edison has so many patents? But guess what? He had black people working for him. Trust me. If we did it, we could do it. And we already got a leader. We already got somebody to start us off. Hey, yo, Barack, what you doing? Let's go. And in a perfect world, we can leave here with all our inventions, all the inventions of African-American people that American people take for granted on a daily basis. I mean, from the street light to the technology that created the cell phone, shit, they couldn't even get, it, get into space without us. You saw hidden figures, but they don't tell you this. They don't tell you your contribution because they wanna keep you underfoot. They wanna keep you in a position of need where we need them. And you know, and a lot of this, it hurts my heart because I have a very diverse circle. I have friends in my life. I have people that have been in my life, black, white, Hispanic, you name it, that have made enormous contributions to, to, the, to me being the man that I am. One person in particular, and it's kind of, it's kind of funny because his name was Richard Nixon, but I love that man. And he taught me so much in my life and it hurts me to say these type of things because i do understand that we are stronger together but the evil in this country 
makes you forget that or makes you put that aside because when you see all of these people being murdered and nobody being held accountable for it 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 makes you bitter it hardens your heart you know and that's not who i am but that's who i'm becoming because i'm in a position right now where i need to be more active on a social level when it comes to my people activism is in my immediate future i need i need to do this because there's not enough of us doing it and there's not enough of like, even the people that are being oppressed that's willing to do it something has to change and i have to be a part of that change i can't just sit back and watch this shit go down all the time because nobody's being held accountable and it's like and, and the double standard is ridiculous white cop kills a black man or a black woman you have to you have to basically form a posse to go after them to to put pressure on the on the on the people's in, the people in power wherever it happened like over 100,000 people called called Mike Freeman's office today over 100,000 and he's still not in a position where he feel like he can make an make an arrest but when that black officer Minneapolis officer mistakenly killed that white woman he got 12 years in prison. He was arrested almost immediately. What's the difference between him and Joe, between Derek Chauvin and, 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 and that officer? What's the difference between the cops that killed Breonna Taylor and that officer? None whatsoever, other than the color of their skin. In one situation, the color of his skin convicted him early. In another situation, the color of his color of his skin has no conviction whatsoever. Had not even an arrest. And you know, like I said, everything that's going on in Minneapolis right now, you guys please stop. Please stop. Because you're taking the focus off of this man that murdered George Floyd and putting it on the fact that you're destroying all this property. And I know your frustration. I feel your frustration. I wish I could be there with you because maybe I could talk a few of you down and refocus. But you got to remember, you got to understand that it's getting to a point where, all right, maybe we've, we've, we get, we've given America enough or we've had enough taken from us in America. It's getting to that point. Maybe we need to find our own place. Maybe we need to, you know, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm taking the maybe out of there. I think we need to. And take every invention, take every innovation that we've contributed to this country with us. This fucking place would look like the Wild West if that was the case. No street lights. But people, we gotta we gotta get up and, and, and do something. We need our own political party. We need we need our own shit.
because they don't they don't care they don't care all right once again that's that's been uh this episode of mr reeves universal i'm jamie mr reeves himself prayers out to Ahmad Arbery and his family prayers out to brianna taylor and her family prayers out to george floyd and his family and remember if you want a blessing you better make goddamn sure you are a blessing see you next time